You are now listening to the Zambian Youth Adventist Podcast. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, my people, and welcome to the ZYAP Podcast. We're here for the second episode, and I'm here again with my regular casters, and we've also got a special guest in the building. Okay, I'll jump on first. This is MK, the, the humble prophet, as usual, just here humbly enjoying everyone else's company. Glad to be back again, as usual. Who else we got? We got uh, Chipego in the building. Hello, hello, peoples. Once again, it is me, Chipego. Um, it's good to be back. Okay, All right, let's keep going. Lionel in the building. Yo, 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 Lionel here. You know, um, your favorite source of information, your favorite uh, analyst. You know how it is. And we've also got your favorite auntie in the building, Lou. Take it away. Welcome, guys. It's Auntie Lou. What? <laughs> yeah, it's my Auntie Lou now, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, come to split tables and to do enjoyment. But yeah. And also, guys, we've searched high and low, we've searched deep and wide, we've climbed the highest mountain searching for a very special guest, and we finally found what we were looking for. We've got Songwelicious in the building. Introduce yourself. Oh my gosh, not Songwelicious. <laughs> hey, y'all, I'm so excited to be chatting with y'all. It's Songwe all the way from the other side of the pond. Boy, all right, so guys, today we're going to focus on identity, but to set the standard, let me just share with you something that I read this week that really um, was pressing on my heart that I want to discuss with you guys. Um, so I read an article on identity, right? We have an identity crisis. What determines our identity? It's a question mark. So a potential source of identity which has received little attention in the literature of self and the self-concept is the array of our own habits. A large portion of everyday behavior is habitual. That is, it's been performed frequently, often automatically. Habits vary in a number of ways. One is complexity. Some habits involve simple acts such as nail biting or checking the time, while others are part of a more complex behavior or routines, such as donating to charity or exercising. Habits also vary in terms of involvement of other people. For instance, taking the car to work is a solitary activity, whereas calling your parents, maintaining a relationship with them is more of a relational activity. And habits vary in the context in which they are important to us. We may not even be aware of the many unimportant habits such as where you sit at the table or the way you tie your shoes. Other habits are more important than others such as those which express an important value. An unanswered question is whether or when habits contribute to what we consider as our identity. And if this is the case, how these sources of identity are embedded in other self-related constructs and processes such as beliefs about ourselves, our self-esteem, and our self-regulation. Right, and I know it's a bit of a mouthful, right? But the, the actual full article is quite interesting. I might link to it in the uh, Instagram page. But it just got me thinking about this whole question on identity. Now, a lot of us first-generation people coming over to these uh, greener pastures, um, we have sort of like an identity crisis you come over here you assimilate to the culture you go back home they tell you you're no longer zambian but you're not really fully british because you just have to you know go to your friend's house to be reminded about the differences between the way you live and the way they live and the way they speak and and things of that nature now we have uh, someone from across the pond joining us today who's gonna be able to shed some light on this as well growing up in a totally different context altogether 
um, and see maybe we share some of the same struggles over here as they do over there in terms of being being British or being American, being Zambian, being Adventist. So now to get to our discussion on a uh, to help us with our discussion on identity today, we've invited a guest, obviously. Um, now, people don't know who you are. Maybe they do. Maybe some people do, but they will get to know you by the end of this podcast. So I'm just like your name, Songwe, right? Saying it right, Songwe. That is that <laughs> Zambian. That's Zambian, right? Absolutely. I'm repping the motherland, repping Mama Zambia through and through. I know. I know the the real hardcore Zambians are not going to forgive me if I don't find out if what village you're from, what tribe you're from. And, and Melissa, you can take it over from me. So is, is it like Bemba, Tonga, Nyanja? So um, I don't know. Like people have told me like, oh, you just go by whatever your dad's tribe is. But my dad is Tonga and my mom is Bemba. And so Songwe is a, if I'm not mistaken, um, Bemba name. And mm. then my middle name is Muchimba, which is a Tonga name. Wow. Muchimba. But I know the real Tongas in here probably, you know, <laughs> will mm. pronounce my middle name better than me. <laughs> yeah, I have a confession to make uh, everybody. And I want everyone to chip in on this because, like, I never really looked at tribes and origins like that before, like, we had the whole discussion I mean, my dad had mentioned to me before briefly, like, oh, you're Bemba, obviously, um, you're from Lapola. But it just, it didn't seem like relevant to me, the way I live my life and the things I do. So would you guys say I was like a fake Zambian? Yes. Like, yes, I was lost. <laughs> Not an automatic yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very lost. I want, I, want, yes. I want the truth. I want the truth. You know, the truth will set you free. You know what? It's actually, it's actually like a madness. Have you, do you have like your edge by any, by any chance? Yeah, I got married. I mean, so, wait, wait, what are you trying to do, bruv? Uh, listen, wait, um, so when you were getting your ring, did you, did, did you, um, you, you had to say where your father's from, right? It was, that was a time ago. I don't remember. I don't even know if I did it the, um, the proper that, way. All the details that are on there are actually your father's details, you know. Mm. For real? Yeah, so I, I think some ways you don't, you don't have, you, you don't have your ring, do you? Dang, cops is like the rich police. No, no I don't. <laughs> my parents have told me about the red, and I've, I think I've even seen my dad's, and he said the same thing, where like your father's information is on it, but I don't, I don't have one, at least not that I know of, unless they give them out when you're like born or something. <laughs> But if you don't have one, you know you're not, you're not a true Zambian, by the way. Listen, Listen. no, no, no. That's, a, that's an interesting question. That brings us to our discussion. What is a true Zambian? Yes, what's a true Ridge. Zambian? Let me know. <laughs> you need to have your red. Have your red. You need to like... ID. Um, you need to like to eat Chikanda as well to be a true Zambian, by the way. Actually, let me, let me take this over. I yes. love Chikanda, so if that's the case... Zambi- oh, okay. Zambians is to, is a true Zambian likes Chikanda... A true, a true Zambian likes Kalita. Chiwanto, Kapenta. These are just Ooh, basics. You're losing me. You're losing for, me. For the true Zambian. That's amazing. The How about Zambian... Laimpua? Mm. Uh, maybe Impua we can say that. Uh, no, that, that one there. Okay, that was Why are you putting it on the side for? <laughs> but I think I think a true Zambian also... Is, is there a shout for a true Zambian should speak some kind of Zambian nah, language? Let's not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> Mm. Uh, or understand a true, a true Zambian know, know about enjoyment <laughs> what did she say I said a true Zambian should understand enjoyment 
Enjoyment. <laughs> All right, let, let's get back to um, uh, getting to know who Songwe is actually. Um, so I, I, <laughs> Zambians get excited when we when we touch on that topic. So that's just forgive us. Um, like, tell us, you were you born? Where were you born and raised? Um. So I was born, and, and and I know that probably sounded like I didn't know where I'm from, but no. Mm, that hesitation <laughs> right born, there. <laughs> I was born in Chaimana Hospital in Lusaka. And um, I I came here when I was, I was three years old. My sister was six months. I was three. My brother was, I believe, five at the time. And so we came here in 1999. So without and guessing your age, that's the long time. It's a substantial yes, amount of time. A whole lot of years. Yeah. <laughs> a whole lot of years. And I grew up in um, in Michigan. That's my um second home in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Well, first I lived in Barron Springs, Michigan, which I feel like you guys should know about. Barron Springs. No, we, we don't <laughs> Michigan, know if you don't know about Barron Springs, I don't know if you're really Adventist. Wait, who? Oh wow. You guys I don't know. I was a person maybe. Have you Ooh. heard of Battle Creek, Michigan? Oh at least mm-hmm. yes. I've oh, yeah, I, was heard gonna say, I was like I might have to leave the chat because <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Barron Springs is maybe like an hour outside of battle creek battle creek is of course um the home of auntie ellen and um barian springs is where andrews university is and so um that's why all of the adventists land there and so i lived Mm -hmm. in barian springs for about a year about a year and then lived in michigan up until four years ago oh hang on i'm i'm now let me not expose my ignorance but i always thought andrews university was in europe <laughs> Andrews, like the Adventist one. Yeah, the Adventist one. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's I, in I, good I, old Darien. No way. Uh, I read uh, an author by the name of Jonathan Gallagher. He's like an Adventist writer, and he said he went to Andrews University. He's like a Scottish guy. Oh, oh. yeah, but there's Andrews. There's Andrews Uni itself, a different uni, isn't it, in Scotland? I don't know if there's an. I think there's another one in America. No. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, the not, one I, I was referring to is the Adventist one. I see. I mean, you guys have a lot of um, Adventist University, which brings me to my next question is, um, so you were born, raised Adventist. <laughs> yes. Yes, I was. Wait, good I question. Was, um, oh, I'm did, sorry. Did, go ahead. Did you say you were born in Chainama? Chaita Chaimana. Chainama, okay, Chaimana. <laughs> oh, is that, who is this who's trying to mess me up? I know where I, know where I was born. Who's trying to mess me up? <laughs> Melissa. Uh, okay whatever i've I've heard about that hospital but that's not the point i know where i was born (laughs) yeah 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 um yeah so like uh, i was saying you're born raised adventist never look back never turned away never never skipped a sabbath um never (laughs) never broken (laughs) did i say something wrong (laughs) <laughs> I'm like I, when you're when you're saying those things, I'm like, oh, is that me? Are you talking about me? <laughs> okay, so um, let let me just get to the real meat of the question then. Um, so when we're, we're discussing identity today, um, what does identity mean to you? What what would you say besides besides the dictionary definition of it? Mm-hmm. What does identity mean, and what is your identity? So I feel like that's such a loaded question. And the older I get, the more I realize that my identity is not wrapped up in just who I am to people, who people perceive me as, um, my accolades, 
my possessions and, um, you know, all of the, the things of this earth. Um, I think the older I get, I realize that I'm human. I am um, someone who is optimistic. I'm someone who is prayerful and rooted in faith. I am someone who um, wants to believe the best out of people. And so mm. I think identity to me is something that is deeper than what I can just like give you or something that you can just see um, mm. in terms of like a tangible item. Cause I feel like a lot of times growing up when um, we would be told to describe ourselves, we start thinking, thinking of, um, you know, how people see you, who you are to people, what you may or may not have. And then also like where you live or where you were born and things like that. But I think our identity is something um, much deeper. And it's actually funny that um, this is the subject for this week, because I think I've been um, reading about identity, both with Brene Brown, if anyone knows who she is. And then also um, with one of the organizations that I uh, work with, we actually just finished a month on um, talking about identity. Shout them out. Shout them out. Like, what's this organization? Wild Faith Co. It's um, Wild Faith Co. It's a women's coalition. It's um, basically a women's ministry group, um, discipleship that is where all the people who run it, we are Adventists, but we um, don't necessarily just want to reach out to Adventists. It's just a modern message for women. And so I work with them and love them. And I think being with them is something that was very God ordained. One of my questions was going to be, are you involved in church stuff? Like um, how, how deep is the Adventist um, connection? And you just kind of answered that, like you're quite involved, <laughs> right? So I feel like I was much more involved in my younger days just because um, of course there was more time. And then on top of having more time, um, you know, parents having you in different organizations. But I think um, the more, the older I get, the more I realize that my faith and um, who I believe Christ is resides even outside of the church. And so a lot of my, um, my heart lies in service. And so though it's not like Adventist organizations, I am, um, you know, involved in service in like different community um, groups um, where now that it's COVID and the world looks different, I'm not as involved as I once was. Mm. But even in church, um, you know, whether it's through the Zambian Adventist group here in the U.S. or through the local churches, I am and have been very involved. But I think I'm also um, turning to, um, I guess we can call it the world, because I think the message is for more than just us. Yeah, now, um, part of your, and by the way, that's great. That's great to hear that. Like, um, it's admirable because you're still young. I mean, you want to say you're older and stuff, but like, you're technically still, still a younger um, <laughs> out here. Uh, but like, your identity, part of your identity is what you do as well, professionally mm. in your yes. work and stuff. Um, do you mind sharing a bit about that? I mean, yes. I kind of know briefly, but <laughs> everyone else so, who doesn't know who you are. Yes, I can share a little bit about um, what I do. So I am an account manager at an insurance agency um, here in the Boston area. So really central Massachusetts. And so um, I kind of just fell into insurance. I graduated high school in 2013. I started school and I really was having struggles both like mentally and emotionally, but then also like, um, you know, going through school, just kind of going through the motions and not knowing where I wanted to go and what God wanted me to do. And so I, um, I was like, okay, I'll take a semester off and, um, 
through taking that semester off, my dad is like, okay, if you're going to be at home, you need to work more, like look for a second job or look for something full time. And so I just fell into um, working at this insurance company. And um, I've been there ever since. I've been working in insurance for six years. I've been with um, a couple of companies um, and had a couple positions. And um, if I if I told you all the story of my life, um, you would be able to see how um, God takes care of his children, even right. when our stories look different than what um, society places to be the norm. Um, so you, you've been... You've been to that place and back is what you're saying. Yes, I feel like um, you know, I'm someone who I've been to, uh, I've been to like three schools. I went to community college, I went to university in Michigan uh, to study business, and then I eventually went to Oakwood. And then after I left Oakwood, I did not go back to school. Not because I'm just someone who's like, oh, I'm just not going to finish, but because I believe in intentionality. And I don't do things just for the sake of it. And then also because society tells you this is what you have to do. And so um, if God leads me there one day, I'll go back to school. But for now, he's been more than taking care of me and more than um, providing for me and opening doors that, you know, I just couldn't even imagine. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe you share some of that real soon. Um, But I'm glad to hear that at least, you know, you found your way, however you did. Suppose yeah. um, all roads lead, lead to Rome. So you're an insurance broker. No, you said you're an account. You manage the account for the insurance company. Yes. So um, both in selling insurance, um, as far as like writing policies, and then managing um, the clients that we do have within the agency. All right. Cool. So then, um, the natural question to ask from that is: Where do you see yourself five years, five to ten years from now? Um, five to 10 years from now, I see myself working less of the corporate job just because I feel life should be lived right now. And I see myself creating a life where, um, I have time. I feel like time is like the greatest, um, I, I, I almost want to call it currency, you know, having time and having the ability to, um, you know, not just be like a slave to work, a slave to money. And um, while we need money to survive, I feel like just um, creating a life where I don't feel like I'm just, you know, working and working and just like working to live, if that makes sense. That to me is a gospel. I write this. <laughs> it's good news. <laughs> that's, yeah. why I'm, that's why I try to encourage people to learn. By the way, guys, I don't want you to feel like you're um, eavesdropping on a phone call <laughs> conversation between me and Songwei. So um, if you have anything to add, please feel free. Um, Can I um, ask a cheeky question? Cheeky question. <laughs> um, so, in terms of identity, um, do you think we can have an identity if we don't know Christ? Um, because I feel like I got to know myself the more I get to know Christ. Hmm. If that makes sense. You so, mean your your real self? Yeah, like yeah. My, who I who I am. Hmm. Because who the Bible says I am, um, I wouldn't find it out in real life. Like the Bible says, yeah royal priesthood uh whatever in real life no one tells me that do you know what i mean <laughs> cool but that, that one is deep what you're saying because i think that one of the things given is the idea of like a an eagle growing up with chickens concept 
But in that in that particular thing, if if that's all the ego knows, in terms of its identity, is the identity to do with all it knows, or is the identity actually its DNA and its purpose or its or what what it should be doing? Yeah, that's that's I like that illustration. That's a good illustration. Yeah. It, it eagle growing up it with is. chickens. Yeah. And, uh, in Bamba, since pronounced like Bamba, it is a chembe uwa kulanenko ko elo 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 amapindo yakakosa akapupuka. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. I've seen that before. Oh yeah. We got the real zombies in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, you know. Identity is is a is a deep thing. And actually, a quick question to you, uh, Songwe. Mm-hmm. You'd say you've actually grown up more in America, isn't it? Yes. But in terms of identity, especially nationwide, you still refer to yourself as Zambian as opposed to American. Always. Um, I don't even see myself as an American at all, like not even in mm. the slightest. Um, I, of course, I sound like I'm from the U.S. Um, of course, I've lived here. I've grown up here. A lot of the customs and things that I know are of, you know, the United States. But when people ask me, you know, what are you? I'm Zambian. You know, where are you from? I'm from Zambia and um, different things like that, because that's who I am at my core. And I think um, though we may move to various places or various locations or some of it even may get lost, unfortunately, um, you know, from like relocating. But being Zambian is who I am. It will be who I, you know, always, um, who I always am. And I even, you know, I pray that my kids, um, God willing that I have kids one day, will know that, you know, their mom was Zambian, that this is where their grandparents and their great grandparents are from, and that we are amazing people with amazing cultures. And we have such rich and beautiful things that come out of us. And so, you know, as we get older and, you know, we're getting married, people are intertwining with different cultures, but I just pray that it doesn't get lost, you know, <laughs> with my kids. Yeah. Cause I think it's something that I just love. I actually have a serious question to ask now and it goes to everyone because us here in Zaf are clearly, whether we are proud of being who we are, we're at least trying to get in touch with it. And, you know, we're, we're bringing, that together because my thing is like with the Zaflot, just seeing people who just talk about Zambian culture and being with a group of people who just are making jokes that are Zambian, songs that are Zambian and Adventist. I think that's that's the whole point behind having the whole group, right? It's like you have this place where you can go to and everybody is just like you. Everybody is an eagle. There's no chickens mm-hmm. around. You can be yourself. But the problem, and I, I want to know how we're going to help people because I don't even want to call anybody out, but I know people, maybe you got people in your life as well who are Zambian, but they're ashamed of it or they're just, they don't care about it. It doesn't matter to them. In fact, they want to get rid of it. They'd rather assimilate more with being British or American. They don't like that they have Zambian names and and not of no fault of their own. One, one of the reasons might be just because they never learned the language or because they were just grown up here like yourself and all their friends are from here and you want to be like your friends, don't you? I suppose it's more of a, when you're a young thing, you want to be more like your friends. You don't want to be different. You don't want to stand out. So what is missing? Why are we so proud 
of being Zambian and want to be part of it? And how can we bring in people who are not proud? How can we show them that being Zambian is not a bad thing? The things they used to say about Africans, like I have to admit, even when I was in school, I think when we were younger, the things they say about just being African, forget Zambian, you didn't even come on the register, like you didn't even recognize That's it. That's true. Just being African was a joke, was a number one joke. And now everybody wants to be African and listen to Afrobeats. Listen, everyone's signing up to Afro Nation. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you- I think that's a good point that you bring up, Trump, uh, Mr. Hope, mm. Mr. Cooper, because... Um, nice save. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Odahaji, for that. <laughs> yeah, because um, I think it came from a point of where people viewed Africa as, as like a joke or just being black in general. You're like you, you like just viewed as a joke. You know what I mean? You, you like turn on the news. Um, you see kids starving, there's wars. There's like so many things to, to like, to like, to like feel bad about. And nobody wanted to be associated with like any of those things. This is why like when somebody asks you like, where are you from? You know, you say, you say, you say you were born in, in like England, you know, you say you were like, um, you say like you say like you're American. You say like you don't speak the language, so that you don't have any form form of connection to any place in the motherland. You know, I think it's from a, a place of shame, and um, all all these jokes, everything that's like which which is like fact. All these like you know suffering and that's that's like kind of like a, uh, happening back like in like Africa, whatever. And nobody wanted to be part of that because I, I mean, who wants to who wants to be part of suffering? You know. But then, you yeah. know, some people have, like, yeah. deeper, deeper inf- inf- inferiority uh, complexes, which um, which they just can't, like, seem to get over, you know. Which, whereas there's, like, I, I mean, like, for me, I think I've never at, like, any point said um, anything but Zambian, so. I think oh. it comes, I think it comes back to the whole identity thing. Like, it depends on what you identify as. So if they only grew up in UK... Um, I feel like, yeah, identity, I feel like it's made up of um, environmental and um, inherited things. Um, But mostly, I feel like um, environment, the environment does shape who you are. Because a lot of who you are, um, you look at your friends, like you become, you basically become your friends. The more people, just the whole thing about the Bible, um, how it says um, the company you keep, what is it? By behold, you become, yeah, yeah, and I got you, yeah. 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 yeah, so um, in terms of those people who may not identify with um, Zambia, it may just be because of, um, yeah, they didn't grow up surrounding um, a lot of Zambian people. Like for me, the majority of people I know are from West Africa. <laughs> so um, that could influence. Um, Why did you laugh when you say that? What's funny about that West Africans? Well... Why are you <laughs> trying to flip the table? <laughs> but um, yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with them. They just, yeah, man, it's vibes. Yeah, yeah. But no. well, I thought you were gonna say, I thought you were gonna say Zim people. To be fair, but you said West Africans. That's interesting. Um, do you also think like if your parents are proud to be like where they're from, do you think that 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 like, also makes you proud? Because Absolutely. obviously, you, you still do get parents that mm. are not proud of where they're from. They don't like even want to call back. Like, you know, they want to even speak to, any, to anybody back home. You mentioned, you mentioned something that... interesting there. Go on somewhere. Oh, no, no. I was just going to agree with him as well that a lot of the people that I know here in the U.S., they don't speak Bemba because their parents didn't speak to them. 
they don't they don't eat mm. the food and they don't know the food because they're because you know everything starts at home and of course you know who you hang around um on you know adds to it and then the people that they were hanging around their parents are doing the same thing and so here are these people who lived in Zambia for several years much longer than I did but can't even understand Bemba at this point now you know can't understand Tonga can't understand all the different languages because you know people come to the United States or whether it's the UK people um you know immigrate and then you know it's it's this whole thing about immigrants proximity to whiteness you know people want to immigrate to different places and i don't know how it is in the UK but i know here in the US there's this um kind of there's this like rift like a, with the immigrants you know the black immigrants and then the people who are um native to the US because you know the white people like the black immigrants better cuz they're more well behaved or they're more this or they look this way they speak this way but it's because the immigrants are coming and toning themselves down and wanting their proximity to whiteness to be larger and so now you know you're losing your culture you're losing who you are as people your children are suffering you know as well because you know you're speaking they're speaking english at home they're they're, they're speaking english at school and so where do you get the culture from? You know, like, where do you get it from if, um, unfortunately, parents go and they're so caught up in, you know, whatever it is that they need to appear as that they lose it? Oh, yeah. yeah. So I think that um, it matters to a certain extent, but I feel like your environment carries it more. Like, there's more weight in your on how, you, how you're perceived to others mm. than... Um, what your parents are teaching you because your parents can teach you for example you, you can grow up in a Christian home but because the people you're surrounded with are not Christian that might influence you to now leave the church and stuff like that so I do mm-hmm. feel like it sets the foundation but it won't keep you there unless you yourself feel connected with the at, at a good age as well because if you start at 25 it might be hard for you to connect. <laughs> but, but, to but one right. thing, though, uh, sorry, Spanky. One, one thing is, um, which is interesting. Why are you apologizing to Spanky? <laughs> uh, just in case, I, I, I thought Spanky wanted to talk there. Oh, no, no, just, no, 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 you're good. The oh, Spanky okay. name belongs in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, interesting thing, I think, especially something that um, uh, Lionel brought up. Uh, is the idea of um, can first of all can you run away from your identity and and also like is is identity something you already come into the world with or do you make your identity so mm. so so when you talk about um, I think Songwe brought an interesting point as well which is something worth looking at is uh, the point of uh, because of a simulation you end up having to lose certain things to, so that you go with you don't so that you don't go against the grain so so identity is almost like uh, are you are you just a seed of a of an oak tree that comes up so you already you already have a, your identity fixed or mm-hmm. is it something that you anyone can make up doesn't matter where they're from like you can make whatever identity you want i think someone, i think oh sorry <laughs> Yeah, no, I was just going to give an example of, um, was it the, um, I can't remember which organization it was, which is supposed to be a black organization, only later to found that, the, the, I think the leader was 
some white woman, right? Rachel Dozier. Right, something like that. Who she, but she identified herself, I think, as being black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is it like that then? Like no, <laughs> oh. she's insane. <laughs> she's insane. <laughs> she belongs in China. <laughs> yeah, y'all are rude. Yeah. So, so oh, wait, I, wait, I, wait, I wait. did I say it wrong? <laughs> no, it's correct. Actually, that China, oh. the mental institution. Yeah, um, I was going to say just one thing before Songwe um, gives us the truth on this. If you um, if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for anything. So I think mm-hmm. like identity mm-hmm. grounds you, and so you can be anything if you don't have um, if you don't really identify with a specific personhood. Like if you if you don't have a set standards for who you are, I think I think that's what your identity is. It's your grounding. And that's why it's important because without it, you're not grounded in anything. So you'll be taken by the wind. Next thing you're thinking, you're Zim. Next thing you're West African. You're you're British. You're Jamaican. You're doing all sorts. <laughs> you're not. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, like like in regards to that, right? Like like you see how uh, um, Lionel. Was you need to say about... no to some things. Yeah, like 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 can can someone can someone? You see, I think we mentioned another thing, which is about pride being proud of your identity can, can someone really run away from their identity um can i just add obviously i think it's going to come into what Malaska is saying as well um like as well as 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 uh, what mr cooper said about identity like you know like tomorrow you're this tomorrow tomorrow like you're that being like grounded obviously for me i have i have a lot of like asian friends and um arabic friends whatever and these I guys i wasn't in personal cabs in general and these guys, nah, but, 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 but listen, um, but these guys are so grounded in their culture, as in like these guys are born in, these guys are like second generation uh, Bangladeshi or like Indians or Arabs, whatever, right? And these guys still speak their own language. You know what I mean? Like imagine being born here, like after two, two like generations and still knowing your culture, still having the respect that you would have back home still being able to speak your, your like language like could you name like any like zambian that's like maybe like two generations like in the uk that can even understand their language you know what i mean it's like i think maybe some some other cultures probably have a much more um they're like much more grounded like in culture and like uh tradition even like if they're in the worst because um i think a lot of maybe like um us maybe i don't know maybe maybe like zambians or the like africans we like base like so much importance on education only stemming from the fact that if you speak English, then you are like educated, mm. and if you speak anything else, you're not like educated. But obviously, we see we, we see we see in places like China, right? China, like you you like you like meet like someone that's not from China that doesn't speak any English like whatsoever. But these guys, they they still like learn like in Chinese, and uh, they're still like quite educated. You know, maybe if we change like the syllabus in Zambia, like to like say um, teaching like science at like at like the at like the university level, like maybe like in Tonga or in Yanjo and Bamba, maybe people would be like more proud to be Zambian because then like ah. they can see that um, knowledge at like whatever level can be attained in any language. You know, that's ah. true. You're that's very true. It. I know that's very true, and I think so. Um. I don't know if this is a <laughs> ignorant or dumb question, but China, the country itself, was never colonized by anyone else, right? Uh, it was. It was actually by it's actually by the British, but it just that oh, they it was were, colonized. 
yeah, they're like resistant to like to like to like the tea. They're proper like um resisted like the whole British like colonial like experiment. Right. And I feel like that plays a role into it as well because we have all of these countries who are allowing all of these other people who are not native to this land to come and tell you what the standard is. And so, you know, you have the British people coming to Zambia and now, um, you know, in Zambia, like, I don't know if it's Zambia or China, you know, (laughs) is it it, it Zambia or China? And so you have all of these other people coming into your place and allowing them to tell you what the standard is. And I feel like you make a very good point where Chinese people, the, um, you know, just Asians in general, I don't know, I don't want to just focus on China, but Asians in general, they're so proud, like they're so proud of their language, so proud of their food that even if they may be someone who, um, you know, is like you're saying, several generations removed, but they know the language, they know the food, they know all of these different things. And so like you're saying, like, what is it about the Asian people that clearly people are missing? Is it the you know the colonizers is it you know the 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 influence that the colonizers have because i know the colonizers have a large influence here in the us um you know in terms of black people and um immigrants alike yeah i was also going to ask you a question Songwe, and that was that, um does your does your religious identity um can that supersede your cultural identity because i suppose you can't really say because I suppose even churches in here, in this country, you go to a Jamaican church or an African church, African Adventist church, it seems you, culture never seems to go away, even if you say, I'm a Christian first or I'm an Adventist first, because Adventists don't have a specific food, Adventists don't have a specific way of dressing, or Adventists don't have a specific way of speaking per se. That that comes from your culture, right? So, right. Um, yeah, my Sorry, question to you was... Um, is it enough to just say that I'll do away with the cultural stuff and I'll just be an Adventist? I'll just be a Christian? Um, No, I don't think that. I think that God <laughs> intentionally made us all unique, made us all different, um, allowed for different tribes, different cultures, different kinds of people um, to all be a reflection of him. And so I think even greater than being Adventist, I'm a child of God. And so um, Adventism is just the, the tree that I fall under in terms of like my beliefs and, you know, what I align to and the lifestyle that I want to live because it's something that I believe aligns most with what the Bible says. But I think um, sometimes Adventists get too caught up in, oh, I'm Adventist. And, you know, sometimes just saying we're Adventist, I think we think is the standard, but it's not. And um I think being a child of God, even I think it precedes anything else that I am Um, being a child of God and being a, you know, reflection of him and being, um, you know, in relationship with him and and an extension of him, I think, um, you know, precedes anything else. But I think like you're saying before Adventism, um, I am Zambian and, you know, like you're saying um, you can be, um, you can be Adventist and be all of these different things, but your culture, your people, your ethnicity, your race, um, it's something that we tend to see um, before we see that, you know, someone is Adventist or Catholic or whatever they may be. Yeah. Perhaps. Can I argue that? Quickly? All right. Yeah. 
I feel like um, I don't initially God didn't create different cultures. It's because it was due to sin why they came there. Mm. Um, Nigerians. Yikes. No, but initially it was actually due to sin. No, I love all people. I love all people. (laughs) That, That one is debatable though. Uh, because uh, but why would God create um, us to be because within the different cultures it creates conflict sometimes God wants us to be one no one nation one people Did it, yeah well, why that's debatable is obviously even let's say the same I think the same thing like we see we see angels even different types of angels right in the Bible uh, uh, even God himself describes himself in various ways. Say the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit um, seem to almost, almost as if to to work in particular ways, as opposed to the other kind of kind of concepts, which is another discussion. But so I, I don't think variety is because of sin. Um, I think I, I think it probably is something as a maybe I could argue is somehow a reflection of. Um, of God himself somehow. And I agree with that. I think that, um, like it says, you know, the body of Christ, you know, the hand has a job, the eye has a job, the, you know, every body part has a job. And so though, um, you know, pre-fall, Adam and Eve were the two people who were on earth who were, um, you know, not of different tribes or different things as far as we know. But I think that um, our uniqueness, our differences, our individuality is a direct reflection of who God is in us. Yeah, this one, this one, this one's quite deep. I say, oh no, there's quite, quite a lot to take in. To be fair, like, and I still have like a million things I'd like to ask, but I'm just thinking, like, how do we, how do, how, how can we wrap this up? Like, what's the moral of the story, um, in terms of looking at identity? Or is this oh. like an ongoing discussion? Uh, yeah, we all have that one identity. Then, like, we're all creating an image or reflection of His will. And that's a nice way of putting it. I, I mean, if we could all acknowledge that, then our differences wouldn't matter as much. It would just be like we're brother and sister. You, you and you and uh, you got sisters, right? Um, you got a sister, but you're from the same family just because your nose is bigger or your head is slightly smaller. It doesn't matter much. Your, your identity is like you're all the Kaloshis, right? Um, so we're all children of God. I know that's a weird example, but like we're all children of God. <laughs> and uh, just because you're British or you're brown or this, that should be minor, you know, that should be just like, oh, look, this one's cute. It should be interesting. It should add something. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we're all... Children of God, right? That should be yeah. the uniting thing. Mm. Yeah. Mister, Mr. Host, can I just say, um, I know it's going over a little bit, but let's say like the Tower of Babel, right? That that kind of like split people into like languages and like, you know, is that is that is that where this whole idea of like society having like tribes and cultures came in? Or obviously, obviously we have like the prophetess on here. Maybe she might have a different take on this. Not a different take, <laughs> but um, as far as my studying has gone and my as far as my understanding has gone, um, I'm led to believe that the Tower of Babel was the 
the start of like you know the different tribes and the different languages and um from what I know I haven't um read anything that would argue that and so I don't know if anyone else um has come across anything other than that that's an interesting one I've looked I've done some research into this and uh I'm going to save mine for when we get to the Tower of Babel. And, and, <laughs> Not when and, we and, get there. And what's deep as well is... It, I, don't, I don't think I want to get there personally. <laughs> in, in relation to, in relation to the, I know, the... I mean, like, in terms of, like, we're reading through Genesis, so we're going to reach oh. that reading. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because cause what's interesting, part of the, 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 um, this, the gifts these guys got was the speaking in tongues which is interesting, was also a gift of the Spirit there. Uh, so it's interesting that, um, especially with angels visiting, it's interesting that angels don't have, don't need a translator. Mm. Uh, so, so I wonder about these old languages, if somehow there is, a, is somehow all one. No, but to conclude, there'll be one language in heaven, Amen. <laughs> you know what somebody said someone said um, the universal language is, is actually what babies speak because like all babies like speak, speak, speak the same right conspiracy caps that's what that's what i meant like i was talking about someone else um <laughs> yes no i think um for me if we if i had to sum up identity I think um, beyond culture or anything, I think our identity is love. Um, I think that when we look at the root of who we are as humans and when we look at the root of who we are as people, um, it's the world that tells us all these things. It's the world that tells us, you know, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to go here. You're supposed to sound like this. You're supposed to, you know, be this, look like this, dress like this. And so as a result of like the world, we have all of these different things that we're told we're supposed to do and we change ourselves and we, um, you know, I don't know, just like all of these different things. And I think the, the more I read or like um, come to some sort of understanding, I feel like we all just want to be loved. We want to be loved. We want to be seen. We want to be understood. We want to belong. Um, we just want, you know, like, that genuine connection and um, to be, you know, to be, to be felt and to just be with our, um, our people. And so I think the, the older I get and the more I um, just read, whether it's in the Bible or whether it's, you know, different people's works, I think um, it's something deeper than anything like an ID card can put on me or a passport or, you know, a language right. or like all of these different things. I think it's something more emotional or something that's more um, psychological than rather than something that can just be like placed on you. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Yo, um, this has been a very interesting discussion. I'm sure um, it could go on for another hour or so, but um, all good things must come to an end. Isn't that right, Songwei? Unfortunately, that's that's right. But before we leave, Sangoy, you have to go to the hot seat. The hot seat, not the hot seat. <laughs> I also want Lakundo just to repeat the the question of the week, just to remind us again what the question of the week is for this week. All right. So the question of the week is: So can you be a Christian and still have your own 
personality that's or right. identity. Can you be a Christian and still have your own personality or slash identity? Um, so guys, this has been a discussion on identity. Thank you all for listening. But like I said, hot seat time. So these questions are a quick fire question. This is not a discussion. You have like um, 10 seconds to answer each question. Okay, Songwe. You ready? <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. Manasa, can you, can you turn up the oven to the, the 400 degrees? Oh, quick? no. Not 400. <laughs> Already done. All right. Let's go. What was your greatest disappointment in life? Trying to be what other people wanted me to be. What's the last concert you went to? Um, Jubilee Worship. That's a Christian right there. I don't even know, but I have to. I have to say that I don't like concerts because, like, I don't like being too close to people. But that's the last yeah. one I went. Okay, next question. What do you wish you were really good at? Uh, I wish I was better at speaking um, different languages because I, I learned Spanish as a kid, but I wish I was more fluent. So I wish I was better. Yeah. Um. Are you a morning or a night person? I am a night owl. Okay, so this is prime time for you, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, this is prime. This is, it must be still evening over there. I forget. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's uh, 6.30. What would you do if you won the lottery? If I won, I know you guys are probably going to call me for this because it sounds really cliche, but if I won the lottery, I would take care of my family. I would take care of um, my people. And I'd honestly give to people who are um, marginalized and don't and have less than because, you know, mm. just keeping it to myself won't really make too that, much of a difference. That's what everyone says. Francis <clears throat> again. No, I'm like, I'm being, I'm being Happy so real. Like, I'm being <laughs> so real. Like, you guys, that's what I'm saying. Don't count me because, like, I just, like... <laughs> Because we like, you're like, oh, she just answered me because, you know, blah, blah, blah. but no, like nah. life has genuinely taught me that that's where my heart is right now. That's what's up. Um, mm-hmm. All right, cool. I've still got a few more. I've got a few more. If money were not an object and you were guaranteed to be successful, what job would you do as a career? Oh, man, what job would I do? I would talk to people. I would just talk to them. Like, let's just sit down and talk. That would be your job. That would be my whole job is like, let's just have conversations. Oh, you, you heard about the guy in China whose job is just to, um, he doesn't do anything. You just hire him and he just goes around with you. It's for like lonely people. It's like <laughs> oh, a real wow. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Maybe what? I should tap into that. He just keeps you company. He follows you around. Let's say you're a lonely person. You have no friends and he's just there. What, in the company? No, to keep you company. Oh, he, wow. he, has a, oh, so- he has an advert online in oh, China. Okay. And you just hire him, hire him out for the day. You hire him out for the day, so or like however. Escort, S- but in a, a, a yeah. eagle one. I mean, a good one. Uh, no, damn. Yeah. I mean, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> in, in a good way. In a oh, I basically, you're yeah, okay. hiring a friend. Hiring a friend, basically, yeah. But he yeah. doesn't have to do anything. I need to tap into that. Uh, so, formal. If you could meet and have dinner with any person who ever lived, who would it be and why? And what would you ask that person? If I can be with anyone who ever lived and why. Ooh, ooh. Um, wow, wow, wow. Ten seconds. Oh okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> my mind is all over the place. Okay, I would honestly probably sit down with my grandpa just because I never met him. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh! You guys are oh, there's just so many people that you can choose. Um, that's true. That's true. It's hard. Like I just yeah. I was thinking a summer fan, so it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
what three words would you use to describe yourself? Ten seconds. Ooh, I am light. <laughs> okay, light. Yeah, like light, as in like uh, illuminating, like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two yeah. more, two more. Oh, I thought you said three words. Oh, okay, so yeah. light. Um. Uh, whew, light purpose. Um, love. You describe yourself as love. Yes, I genuinely would. I feel like. Um, okay, interesting. I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't. And purpose. <laughs> and purpose. Yes. yes. All right. Cool. 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 Anyway, we've got to keep pushing. Uh, what was your most embarrassing moment? Um, <laughs> I went on. Um, it was like a first. It wasn't really a first date, but it was like very. Um, yeah. So I went on a date, and I one of my braids fell out. <laughs> <laughs> one of my brains fell out and so Bruh. it was like we were the only one so how did you how did you start out girl i picked the brain up and put it in my pocket and went on my day uh, <laughs> did you see it did you see it he uh, saw it and like we we saw the brain we saw like we looked at each other and i picked up the brain i put it in my pocket and we oh, laughed about it later mercy 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 you know the keeper if he can right. if he sees you for a second date after that one <laughs> listen like the whole brain just fell out like <laughs> that's a, that's funny that's very funny actually um what's the the last one is what's the silliest thing you've ever done um the silliest thing i've ever done I don't know. I'm like, I feel like maybe I was more of a silly goose when I was younger. But um, maybe it's like pranks on my mom and dad. I don't know if that... Because <laughs> I can't even remember, like... You said praying for your mom and dad? No, pranks. Like, pulling pranks oh. on them. Like, oh, wow. I, okay. I I don't joke about this now that I'm older, but being younger and, like, joking about, like, having a baby or something like that. But oh, okay. um, now that Snap. I'm older, I well, don't. You must be very close well, you to your parents. parents about uh, having a child. I know. I know. Listen, listen. Like my parents know I'm a clown. Well, that's right. that's crazy. Like my 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 my, my parents. Um, they can never that can never run. Like I, they know I'm a clown. <laughs> Yes. My friends don't no care if I'm a clown or not. No, you finish that sentence. You're on the plane, fam. <laughs> Sending you back. It was a whole orchestrated thing and everything. I'm trying to remember. Like I'm pretty well, that's sure. That's really like, cool, though. Like, my siblings were in on it. Has <laughs> relationship with your parents. That's calm. That's calm. That's you can't cool, even yeah. joke about that. Damn. I, I guess what I said about white people families being like the indicator of like a reminder of how different you are. I mean, there's some Zambian families out here who. No, my dad is more liberal, but my mom is a very, very firm believer in everything Zambia is. <laughs> uh, yeah, we didn't get the chance to really discuss Genesis, which is fine. Um, we'll probably uh, do a separate episode um, where we'll discuss Genesis. But um, thank you all so much. We recently run out of time, so I'm going to be chopping up quite a few things. Um, so don't be offended if something is not <laughs> is not there. <laughs> what was that? What was this? But um, nah, Tongue, thank you very much for joining us for real, for real. Thank you for making the time. And um, the casters, you guys are amazing. Thank you again for making the time. Uh, it's long. I know, I know Chippo's. Yeah, wait, can we have a last word from Chippo? Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just some final thoughts One from last Chippo. Word. <laughs> On identity yeah. and stuff. Go on, Chippo. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did she say? 
Someone translate. <laughs> My language is I'm there. not translating. I'm just still. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it means leave me alone. No. Y'all are awesome. Thank you so much for having me talk with y'all. Hopefully we'll talk some more and chop it yeah, up. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I love yeah, man. to talk. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Guys, uh, have a great so, night. And I know uh, also the Kaloshis, man. Thank you for staying up. I know you like yes. have plans. No, seriously. Oh. Thank y'all. Um, oh, no, it's our, it's our it pleasure, man. It is Literally, and because we, we normally have loads of people. Right now, one of my uncles is here as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you've got to prepare for tomorrow too, right? You guys know. Yo, look, has been ready for like two weeks now, so it's good. Actually, to be fair, it's quite it's ready to go. It's ready to go. Just final touches. Yeah, final touches. And also, um, are you gonna be in the Zana chat, um, somewhere? The Zana, your meeting. I am. You know, I gotta support both ponds, both sides of the ocean. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but your loyalties lie with us, right? Listen, (laughs) me and Miranda are trying to figure out how we can transfer. Like, are you guys processing transfers right now? Hey, yeah, right. we can do substitutions. Is it? Well, <laughs> <season still? laughs> 